Welcome again to Danish and Confused. Today I have uh, yet again two guests that are not from Denmark. On my right is from Norway. Norway! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Norway. Yeah, no, no, my name is Ivar. Yeah, yeah. this uh, kind man is named Ivar and he's known across the Denmark for his bright smile. Yeah. <laughs> Show us a smile. <laughs> I am smiling now. Okay. It's very, uh, very... Um, bright and white <laughs> smile and uh, on my left all the way from Slovakia Sisa or Simona but you prefer Sisa yeah okay the lady Hi. with the sharpest wit <laughs> hey. so you guys are just like me you came to Denmark in August when August did you guys? yeah in yep. August you came all the way from Norway like all the way from Norway. it's not a uh, very long no uh, way but um, yeah i drove a car eight hours from oslo to copenhagen i you drove this way you didn't yeah. fly or anything okay. no because i was bringing i played drums so i was bringing my drum set mm-hmm. and my bike because copenhagen is a bicycle, a bicycle city. city yes so i rented a big car a van and i drove with two of my friends from oslo to copenhagen who also reside in denmark no. now oh, no. okay they just, just followed me as <laughs> as a parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you are their leader. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? You also came not by plane, but yeah, by I drove. Okay. Like basically, the same situation because mm-hmm. I wanted to bring my instruments and mm-hmm. and I brought bike. What's the route like when you come from Slovakia? Uh, what oh, countries do well, you pass? I lived before in Prague, so I was going from Prague. Oh, okay. <coughs> and it's I don't know Prague, Dresden, then Berlin. Rostock, and then you take a ferry. But was it the car that I know? The Volkswagen? Yeah. yeah. Okay, nice. What I just remembered is that all three of us are swimmers. We are part of the RMC Swimming Club, right? Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is that something that you did before you no, came here? I did it. I just started with it now. I've been, okay. I've been thinking about winter, winter swimming for a while, or for some years, because uh, it's also a thing in Norway, and my aunt yeah. does it. But... It was very natural to start it here because just outside school there's a canal and we were swimming in August and <laughs> we kind of just uh, continued just swimming it. and then <laughs> it was winter. <laughs> but do you find that your body adjusts to it? Because if I go now, then it just hurts, to be honest. I uh, No, I think it's uh, it's just as cold as, as always. But I think that my it's not as, such a huge thing to go in mm. anymore. So it's easier for me to go in because I I know that it's gonna be nice. Yeah, you know the drill. Yeah, <laughs> but it feels just as cold, I mm-hmm. guess. So it's like yeah. five seconds, ten seconds, and then you're out. Yeah, Ooh. but I haven't been now. I've heard that there's like slush now because there's ice. Yeah, but yeah. you went, Cisa. Right? I went last three days oh. every day. Really? Every day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I really want to go now. Well, I'm gonna go tomorrow and on Sunday as well, and Ooh. today maybe in the night. I'm not sure. In the night. Ooh. Yeah, because we made this bed that we're gonna go every day. It's kind of painful, yeah, <laughs> because it's like a smoothie, you know. The yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, for example, like on Amastrand, you have these docks, and they're mm. covered in the huge pieces of ice, so you cannot even like take the ladder down. But there is uh, at the end there is this 
wooden thing called so bad okay it's called so bad so actually. bad, <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but it's a really like lovely place and the first part like first i don't know 50 meters 100 meters of the sea are smoothie ice smoothie oh, <laughs> like slush mm. no it's it, it, i thought that it's just on the surface but it's not it's like oh, you really deep in okay. the smoothie like all your body <laughs> so and actually it's much nicer than the water because yeah. water hurts more and the smooth is not moving much yeah because i've heard mm. that i was talking to lotte anka today which is mm. a, a famous uh, saxophone player from denmark mm. and she does the winter swimming thing and she said that in denmark uh, the winter swimmers they call the the smoothie or the slush for um champagne water because <laughs> they because it's so nice because it's it doesn't hurt or it doesn't feel as cold as the pure water yeah yeah it's m- it's less painful yeah like oh my god and even in the thing it's so bad it's not much windy you know because you have this like oh you're sh- shut off from the wind oh okay. yeah. Yeah. slightly slightly <laughs> <laughs> but i bet it's better than on those those docks where you yeah, just have to run for your life or the wind no, will catch are you crazy i went like two weeks ago and the water was it was just hurt mm-hmm. it was pain yeah, it was yeah. like <laughs> a pain trip yeah because pain trip freezing wind and you undress there and yeah. can't feel oh, your fingers or toes and, and <laughs> when it's very last time i went it was so windy that i had to like secure my clothes to this yeah, yeah. pole <laughs> <laughs> to like tie all my clothes yeah. to the pole because i was really afraid like if my clothes end up in the water then i'm fucked then you're yeah fucked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so cold you have to bike home bare naked yeah oh <laughs> just imagine that right no thank you so painful danish and confused let's talk a little bit about music i don't know much about nordic music actually mm-hmm. so i brought just one track from sweden that actually okay this is amazing album that i just heard recently and i'm constantly listening to it for the last two three weeks and i'm not really dying to show the music that i love from slovakia because it's so is people don't understand <laughs> I, did, I did it like in oh, no. london and uh, just my super favorite track that i love <laughs> i i sincerely eternally love it and people bitch about the what the but that's bass line there you know because the bass line is like from 70s that's awesome oh, but i love the you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i mean you're in you're in good company here i'm sure we'll <laughs> appreciate this music Okay, so I'll, I'll start with the seventh Slovak track. <laughs> and that's uh, Dejo Ursini, which is amazing guitar player and a singer and composer somehow. It's a very significant music because nobody actually used the Slovak language like he did in the music. Mm-hmm. And still nobody's really doing it such a history interesting and natural way how he was doing it to sing in english it's kind of what everybody knows now and people try to have the same approach for different languages and i think it deserves like a different approach so mm-hmm. this is the nice uh, example of how it can be done <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the tune is called modri uh, vrch which means blue hill it's um he wasn't writing songs but he collaborated all his career with a uh, poet called Ivan Štrpka and this poet is amazing as well mm-hmm. I, I really dig his work and does uh, do the poems get translated to English oh I don't think so but if you want I can translate some okay for you nice I have a I have a hobby to translate actually okay poetry. <laughs> Trav na te vonia letia, hore strom 
ako svan. Na vrchol vlny s nami stúpa Náš nočný podtadený dych Naše kroky už cítia breh V ľahých stopách sa roztápa sneh Na vrchole vlny friends in London. I mean, they're not your friends if they don't like this music. No. It was like a little bit of a mixture of the, the Beatles and Deep Purple and... Everything. Everything. The bass reminds me of uh, of uh, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. He has that kind of sound and plays like melodic lines that are pretty high. And also some jazz thingies in there. And, and uh, the, the Slovak language is, is beautiful for singing, I think. Mm-hmm. So it sounds very good in the, like articulation and stuff. What was the... The poem about? Oh, it's very lyrical. Like, I'm not so sure. I'm okay. not so sure. It's just like painting with words, words okay. basically. And it's long, abstract. so it's like. If I ask you for a summary, that would probably impossible. Be impossible oh, to do that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I might <laughs> like really didn't think about it, but I will have to think about it for a couple of days. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably super complex. What's the music culture like in in Slovakia? Well, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> it's kind of nice, and a uh, lot of people doesn't choose what to listen. Like, there's a big big part of Slovakia that doesn't choose music to listen. So, I don't know. I think it's just the way that people that go to work and they don't have such easygoing lives, like for example here. So you sp- you spend less time to. <coughs> digging for the culture and stuff so mm-hmm. you generally just turn on the radio and go to the local theater 
and listen to whatever is yeah. served. But then who holds the ropes in the music business? Like who, who decides what comes on the radio and who are the artists that end up on the radio? Well, it's basically just, well, we have different radios. So you got a radio that plays, it's quite big, Radio FM, and it uh, plays also alternative music. But that's probably the only radio like that. And then you get radios that are super commercial, so they play like, you know, Katy Perry and Weekend Ask. going on and, mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And then some like really <coughs> not my favorite Slovak artists that comes from Universal Label or mm. this kind of stuff. Are there many Slovakian music music makers, uh, artists who make it internationally? No. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Mm. I mean, we have a we have a girl uh, called Katarzyna and mm-hmm. she actually played in Barcelona on a festival, mm. on a big stage, so that was like a big thing. And then there is one more artist, uh, Katarina Malikova, and she okay. she was played on the BBC radio and also on the KPX um, the show like this so they like she she was uh, noticed mentioned and I think that's it basically yeah <laughs> yeah. I mean we have some players that are like jazz players who are rec- recognized in is that a big abroad. scene uh, the jazz scene in Slovakia I don't know I wouldn't say in Slovakia is anything big actually <laughs> <laughs> I don't know but there's the Slovak drummer called Martin Valihora that is kind of like known let's say cool in the the scene <laughs> of that particular music. But can I ask, is um, uh, the people from Slovak listen mostly to Slovak music or international music? I don't know. I I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What do I you listen to mostly? International artists or uh, Slovak artists? Mm, I think international. I mean, I, I really like some of the Slovak music, but it's not an endless source. And I, and I mm. always work this way that I don't search too much for the music but when I discover something that I really like I just listen to it for a month or something <laughs> you are do you have a, a nice tune for us to listen yeah, to yeah 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 um i have i have some music um from my country i can start with playing um uh, showing you a song called anslag mm-hmm. uh, by this trio called muskus it's mm. a very popular muskus uh trio mm-hmm. in norway muskus is uh mark and uh, no, uh, it's a type of animal or yeah okay like a bull um i'll google yeah. it You Google, Google it. M- I don't remember muscles. now. But this is a song that I really love, and I've been listening to this band so much, and they've kind of changed a lot in the the young jazz scene in in Norway mm-hmm. the last couple of years, I oh, think. Cool. Uh, so they're pretty recent. Or yeah. Okay. Young. Nice. Recent. And uh, what's what genre did you say they make? What? What genre? What music? Uh, kind of music. Jazz, in a way, mm-hmm. improvised music, but very nice and melodic, and lovely sound.
like mm-hmm. it means uh, you know what's the name when you hit something like hit a note the touch the touch yeah. or the beat or like the downbeat yeah. I think it's almost the same word as in Dutch anslag like yeah how you yeah hit how it. you hit yeah mm-hmm. wow That's that was uh, that was beautiful it totally yeah. relaxed me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to this record a lot it's the it, the the album has has a lot of variety to it some is like this very floaty and nice and improvised of course and some of the tunes are more like funny and bouncy <laughs> and, and weird and they they have a very easy way of approaching music i think a very playful playful way to approach music but also very soulful so. that kind of reminds me also about the way that you make music oh because well thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you're a, you're a drummer yeah. i haven't even mentioned that so Ivar from norway you're a drummer hi um yeah you also do stuff with improvised music And, yeah. Uh, like, tell me, what's your what's your thing? What's your My thing, thing. I have a lot of things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been I've been working a lot with improvised music the last couple of years. I found it very uh, like a relief to play improvised mm-hmm. music, and um, I've been very fascinated by actually the the improvised music that's going on in Norway. So Then I've why did you leave? <laughs> I, yeah, why did I leave? I ne- needed to break out. You know, but <laughs> I, know I had I had been living in in Oslo for eight years and studied my mm. bachelor's there, and I've been living as a musician there. And then I felt like I needed a change, yeah. a change in life. So I went so to Copenhagen. So you went overseas and you came here. Yeah. And why specifically Copenhagen? Why not go to like a tropical island? Go to uh, Haiti or Portugal <laughs> or something <laughs> well, where, the, where it's warm. <laughs> yeah. Well, the w- the weather <laughs> doesn't bother me. It bother okay. me too much. No. The cold never bothered I'm, you I'm anyway. From, I'm <laughs> from. Uh, no, no, no. I'm from Stavanger, which is like on the southeast, uh, no, southwest coast of Stavanger, mm. now of Norway, and it's a lot of rain and wind and okay blah. so this is an upgrade for you <laughs> in a way it's an upgrade yeah and mm-hmm. also i've been living in oslo for 10 years and there there it's like now it's like 15 minus mm-hmm. and stuff Uh-oh. so sisa is struggling with the sunshine no, oh, you're getting fine. sun in your eyes yeah this is one of the few days or the few days oh. it's been a it's lot a lately yeah that's the weather here is yeah. very gray And uh, very windy, I think. Yeah, but today yeah. it's uh, sunshine. Oh, mm. but like last week sunshine. is like that. Didn't you notice? Oh, the sun? Yeah, this yeah, week has been great. Yeah, it's so nice. I like this better than the, the grey, dark days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Danish and confused. Have you guys noticed that people here in the winter, and especially those grey days, like they get cranky? Like people I encounter on the, stri- on the street, sometimes they're a little bit moody. Oh, that might be. I haven't noticed. Really? But, uh, oh, I haven't either. Oh, damn. Maybe it's just my have personality. You had some, <laughs> have some bad experience? Definitely don't. Yeah, like if you accidentally do something in the street, like accidentally almost walk through red and then a biker will be like, oh, rah, 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 I think that was in, in the summer as well. Yeah, I oh, think that's okay. just the, the Danish way. They like yeah. their rules. Yeah, they like their rules. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but compared don't go to by Nor- bike on the sidewalks. No, yeah, no, no, no. but no- Norwegian love their rules. Uh, also, <laughs> really love their rules, but they don't brag at you or tell you when you break them. That's the Ooh. difference. So you kind of have to guess if you're doing the right thing. Yeah, you just get like weird looks, and Aww. people shame <laughs> you in uh, yeah. shame you in their minds. Mm-hmm. But Aww, here, that's the worst. Yeah, that's so much Aww. worse. <laughs> but here, they, they just tell you, and that's nice. I think <laughs> <laughs> they're a bit more straightforward. Yeah, yeah, a bit more straightforward. Mm. Do you like rules, Eva? Hmm? If I like, do you rules. like rules? Rules. 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 Uh, yeah, rules. I like rules. Uh, rules. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm Norwegian. I like rules. 
it's but in it, your DNA. It's in it's in my blood. But I'm I don't like the the moralizing uh, vibe of the Norwegian the Norwegians when it mm -hmm. comes to rules, yeah. like the shaming that's going on. But for me, coming to Denmark, it's much uh, a much more liberal and open vibe here. Even though they like rules here as well, uh, as well it, to me it feels more open, open. and relaxed and easygoing. <laughs> okay, then I'm not sure if I want to go to Norway actually. <laughs> <laughs> <It's worse there. laughs> what are uh, what are the rules like in in Slovakia? Are there rules? There are no rules. No rules. I mean, there are rules, but uh, people. Like usually don't trust the government. Oh government. Gover government, but authorities like okay. any kind. Because that's that's funny you mentioned. Because so. in in Norway, it's completely opposite. People really believe that the government and authorities do, does the right thing. Mm. Like extremely, oh, it's, it's, it's extreme. Yeah, it's but extreme. it's also in Denmark. And for me, there was mm -hmm. like cultural shock when I came because yeah. <laughs> I never actually. I mean, I, I traveled a lot uh, in um, <laughs> southern countries, or I don't know. I lived for a while in France or in England, but this actually never happened. That I heard somebody say like, "Oh, but they all mean well." Yeah. <laughs> you know, so just yeah. let's follow the rules because Martin said it once, uh, the mm -hmm. double bass player yeah. in one conversation we had, and I was like, "Whoa, culture yeah. shock!" So yeah, people people don't really care about the rules, mm -hmm. and and until it really makes sense, and and then you have like million people, and for every each one of them something else makes sense so yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then i mean i guess we live now in a society where rules are more important than ever because of the corona and social distancing and wearing mouth masks and yeah. what's that like in slovakia well i think uh, lots of people follow this stuff in slovakia but i mean our prime minister is really weirdo now so he makes really strange strange uh, actions okay. about it so people are just getting really tired of it mm -hmm. but try to collaborate somehow but really fu funny i don't know if it's funny actually it's somehow funny but in a very disturbing way disturbing <laughs> way <laughs> it's uh, the czech republic because i used to live there for 10 years so i kind of know what's happening there as well i have lots of friends there and basically czech republic has is the first country today i read about it that has already 10 percent of all the population uh, of people that had corona or have it now and so so it's like the the most in the world okay oh and <laughs> per, per one million like people, uh, you know? infected like, people yeah, or, yeah, yeah yeah and it's just mm. and I even like uh international media wrote about it <laughs> and say they said it, that it's a result of people generally not giving a shit about <laughs> the government and yeah. any rules because you just don't have any faith into that you know like, yeah, like yeah. you don't trust it you don't see the reason why would you follow rules that yeah. uh, some really dumb people who are leading the country are making yeah. you know you sound so positive about your government. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, but in Slovakia we have an amazing president. So to say something positive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't have an amazing prime minister in Norway. You don't? I don't think so. But still, the the government makes rule that we think sometimes is okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There hasn't been a lot of fight against the corona restrictions in Norway. Like for the size of your country of Norway, there are not a lot of inhabitants, or like it's very spread out. It's very spread out. Yeah, mm. it's a huge country, or very uh, spread out uh, between mountains and valleys. But there's only five million people living there. Wow. And if you see, if you compare the size of Denmark, for instance, which is 
also five million people. The mm. size is so different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, people live in Belgium. I think about eleven and a half million. So yeah, that's almost that's, double as yeah, yeah. Norway. And we have a lot of space. Yeah. <laughs> But the <laughs> thing is that a lot of the the nature or the space in in Norway is impossible to live in. Like yeah, yeah because of the mountains and valleys and stuff. So But you get the most tourists, I guess. We have a lot of tourists. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Getting that money from the tourists. Yeah. Well, not now, maybe. Although, is there a lot of tourism? Is that allowed in Norway now? Not now. No, no, no. Okay. Now uh, it's very strict, of course, in Norway now. So there's only Norwegian citizens who are allowed so into the country. So nature can breathe a little bit again. Yes. <laughs> Danish and confused. I'd like to hear some more music, actually. Yeah, I, I could play actually this Swedish one. Cool. I love to listen to it. Though it has 13 minutes, so 13 minutes. Let's, let's just maybe listen to the first <laughs> three. Okay, that's fine. And uh, who who is it? Uh, what is, is it? The uh, Fire Orchestra, and it's from the album Enter, which is fr- I think it's from 2014 or 16. I like this. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's Very amazing. Cool. I never heard about them before, so it's just something new to me. Oh well, it's Matt Gustafsson. I think is the name of the guy who's leading it, and he has mm-hmm. a trio called Fire. And then he has another project, which is like Fire, where it's this trio, but with the orchestra, so there's mm-hmm. some singers and brass players within the band. And it's it's really beautiful.
that yeah. got heavy. <laughs> but it's really cool, I think. You really like this kind of dark Wurlitzer bassy sound. You like bass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like when it's groovy mm. and deep sounds somehow. I don't know. Wish I could create that. <laughs> you can, you can. <laughs> so the band is Fire pe- Orchestra. Okay. And it's a trio plus an orchestra. Yeah. And they're from Sweden. Yes. When did they like emerge? When when did they have their I sincerely don't know. I don't know much about them. And <laughs> usually when I like some music I just listen to the music and I don't really like check out what's happening with these people yeah. and what was their life and stuff. So I really don't know. Um <coughs> Yeah, I know I know the the main uh, vocalist singing in this track, Mariam Valentin. She has a she her artist name is Mariam the Believer. She's great. I've listened a lot to an uh, album or EP maybe. Probably EP because it's called String Variations EP from 2019. Really nice. Yeah. Some cool music from Sweden. It's a lot of great music mm-hmm. from Sweden. Can you <laughs> Sisa, hi. Can you tell me a little about a little bit about the kind of music that you make? Oh, well, I don't know. I think it's diverse. As I have different projects, but lately I'm going crazy out of it, so I think I should make it less diverse. Okay, <laughs> but how many projects do you have? Four, five. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, but not... I reckon two of them are like my, my projects very much. Okay, where you write the music and you have yeah, the band. Yeah. I mean, I co- co-write in all of them, but two are like when I make the music. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of confused about it, like what kind of music... Uh, I make and what I want to make Mm. and I'm not sure (laughs) because I think it's just like a spit going out of me sometimes, (laughs) you know. But currently I'm working on a, it's basically a gesture, hopefully it's gonna get to the recording and lovely Ivar sitting here is gonna record the drums on it. And there would be a brass section as well. And now because I've been listening a lot to Fire Orchestra, I kind of want to have the (laughs) (laughs) the electric guitar there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just like forming. Mm-hmm. It would it wouldn't be forming such a long time, but just because of the restrictions and all this like, yeah, difficult logistics, I have more and more time, and then it's gonna sound different, I guess. <laughs> that can <laughs> be nice. The end result can be something you wouldn't mm-hmm. imagine a couple of months ago. Yeah. I guess uh, Corona does something to you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. In isolation, you're very much confronted with your own mind and body. It's like when you're in this everyday flow, like you're. You're doing your stuff and you're traveling and playing concerts and blah 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 you mm. know and there's like a rhythm and you're in it almost constantly and then suddenly it just stops then yeah. you, then your thoughts is like whoa okay and you start to think and everything is different and your body isn't used to being so yeah. much in one place and uh-huh. seeing the same things and so i guess that of yeah. course affects all artists yeah even like regular eating you know yeah, yeah. three times per day and stuff oh, yeah. yes. never done that before yeah. <laughs> 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 you both were uh, traveling musicians before like this corona shit happened yeah like yeah. you were traveling through europe or did you have a lot of tours actually i actually uh, speaking of corona and touring i i i, I was on a I play in a band called Kunradsen and we were on this European uh, tour and we drove with the van through like England, France and Germany and Belgium. Uh, Yeah, but we didn't play in Belgium. We just drove through and uh, the Netherlands and stuff. And it was when Corona was like starting to spread in Europe and we were were very unsure, like, is this going to affect our tour? We We don't know and blah, blah, blah. And then 
it was just as we were driving through the countries like there was just more and more and more and more talk about this corona yeah. and the last concert we played was in Copenhagen and that was on the 11th of March when the country like the last lockdown. night when the, Whoa, when the country so locked down lucky, yes <laughs> so lucky and then so actually we were told that when we were playing outside the venue there was like a uh, news TV news um, reporter reporting from outside like now Copenhagen is closing and this is the final <laughs> concert <Really? laughs> happening wow. yeah legendary <laughs> and then after we played it uh, the, all the audience was just sent home and we packed our stuff and when we came out Copenhagen was just empty it was oh really God. really strange mm. and we were of course scared because we were like oh, shit we are in a different country and we don't know what this thing is And but traveling back to Norway was yeah, fine we were tr- driving back to Norway the la- next day and uh, there was a press conference that we watched in the car and then they said Norway we're gonna lock down that day Whoa. so we just drove directly <laughs> into quarantine <laughs> fun 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 yeah and everything was cancelled and and yeah. like when we were driving everyone just got like messages and emails on their phones like mm-hmm. sorry this is cancelled sorry this is cancelled and we yes, were just in yeah. this chaos of cancellations <laughs> when we were driving yeah. yeah oh I remember that it's almost yeah. a year ago now yeah it is almost <gasps> I also ah last year right now I was so excited because I had like a bunch of EP release uh, yeah. concerts planned and then just like you in one day like yeah. everything cancelled 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 yeah it was very <laughs> frustrating mm. yeah What's I had also like January and February without the concerts and then like I think actually like 12 13 March was supposed to start my tour yeah oh no <laughs> and I was supposed to play like for three four months had a lot oh. of gigs and projects going on and then yeah. like in one week mm-hmm. everything cancelled yeah uh, this life frustrating yep. but you went a couple of times during the last semester you went back to play some concerts here and there in Europe right yeah I went twice uh, but yeah and then it got cancelled as well everything mm. with the second wave so sad very sad <laughs> yeah let's hope it it will look better in the future yeah um, and we should look forward to when this is over like the music music scene is gonna explode I think I'm sure. Yeah. Like, there's going to be so many albums released the next two years because people have been just making music and not play. And there's going to be so many people going to concerts and being outside, being together. It's going to, I think we're going to see a a great thing happening in music the next four years. Yeah, it's kind of weird because you hear all of those people in the music industry talking about solutions and a a new future and a new way of... uh, going to concerts like virtually and everything but i kind of i think we're gonna go straight back to meeting each other on the street and uh, and standing in a uh, crowded space in dark venues god i hope so but you just don't know when that's gonna happen because it might be a year from now or two years or yeah i don't know maybe people start to hate it you know because now it's already (laughs) one year that you haven't been in like a tight Uh, crowd you know (laughs) Everyone's gonna think it's like uh, creepy or nasty yeah, yeah, yeah. to stand with people. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, there's a don't touch me. Standing. Yeah, imagine yeah. this concert where everybody's like yeah. dancing and yeah, yeah. and you're like, or, like smashed on yeah. each other. Danish and confused. I feel like we're on a heavy topic here, but I kind of want to <laughs> talk more about um, how you make music in these times. Um, like, what now that you're here, now that you're in Copenhagen, what's like your main focus or your main goal? I feel these days that that my motivation is is pretty low, um, and but that like the my musical flow uh, and ideas is uh, 
has come to not a stop, but it's not as good as it, it was because I think I'm I need this this as we talked about you know the rhythm of of things happening and you uh, feeling alive and feeling a part of a scene and something moving and something going in a direction having uh, something to look forward to yeah, yeah and and being a part of o- o- other musicians and yeah you know that thing so I'm not making uh, much music now but um I think actually since we're all studying I think that that's a, a good thing right now because we have some things that we need to to do in our studies yeah. that actually forces us to keep on going I know some musicians that are just like sitting at home and I don't know gaming <laughs> and because they have no things to look yep. forward to but I've been uh, working a lot on playing drums this fall uh, playing solo drums and trying to dig into that and explore my instrument again in a way that's been a, a lot of fun and I'm trying to find new people to play with here in this new city that was a uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to come here to to meet, meet new people and play with new people and I have but of course I would love to play with people outside school and be like a part of the whole scene but yeah. that hadn't that hasn't happened yet so but uh, I think still there's a lot of great things going on and it can only I mean I think we're at the the bottom of this pitch so we can only go up from here yeah definitely <laughs> what about you Cisa I don't know but I like that you said such an optimistic <laughs> thing because <laughs> but I you're making it that way a, you're making an album aren't you that's a goal yeah yeah I know but I also have like motivation it's summer under the freezing point because I really love playing concerts and having like this real life feedback mm. interaction it's very important for me because then i feel like it makes sense that i'm actually doing this kind of stuff so when i when you're just composing in this month it's just like whoa what the fuck i'm doing like why why for who like you yeah. know you're not even uh, yeah. I, i'm still like over i don't know alternative on the ground i don't have that many fans or something so it just seems so fictionous or, or unreal mm-hmm. like everything and that you actually put an effort in it i don't know I, I already had like million ideas what else would i do i was checking out how to grow artichokes <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> i don't know okay. and i mean i love music and i always uh-huh. will do music which just um i have sometimes these like low moments <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but basically concerts keep me alive so i'm missing it a lot danish and confused I thought maybe I should uh, show you some Norwegian folk music because that's uh, not a huge thing in Norway, but the culture and the music is there and it's uh, alive. And now I think it's I've been going more and more into Norwegian folk music the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and there's a cool thing happening. I think with the young folk musicians, there's a lot of young folk musicians who are like developing the folk music in mm-hmm. Norway because it's have been very traditional based, like very strong tradition and like the the folk music scene as i have heard is split in two parts where the, these people who are very strict mm-hmm. and think that you should learn it by ear and from your from uh, the generation over you and only play the folk music that is just from the area that you are born in and stuff and then there are these younger folk musicians who are like trying to expand the music and trying to do new stuff with it and put the music in new contexts so i thought i would show you 
some of that. Hey, can yeah, I have great. a question for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are these young people who try to like expand it somehow? Are they supported like to do to that or supported like um, from the other people or? Yeah, yeah, like or, or other folk musicians. Like, isn't it something like a sacred? Like, you don't mess with oh, the yeah. folk music. Like, don't yeah, change that's anything. what I. That was what I was mentioning. Like, there's there's it's split in two. So mm. there's one there's one part of the of the scene where people are very strict and they don't like these the, the uh, young so they don't like yeah okay. but then there's the the other part who's really like yeah we're we're putting it in new context and, and we're trying to do new stuff with it but still respecting the music that's of course very important oh my so god sorry you mentioned it and i, I no, no. spaced out for a couple of <laughs> seconds and then i asked the same <laughs> but that's uh I think that's very interesting. The artist I'm going to show you now, she she's a singer, young singer in her mid-twenties, I guess. Helga Mir is she called. And she mm -hmm. just released an, a solo album that I think is very, very beautiful. And she plays folk music from her uh, area or her yeah. valley <laughs> where okay. she's grown up. <laughs> and she plays the Hardanger fiddle, which is a, like a Norwegian fiddle yeah. and also the normal fiddle and sings. But At the same time? Yeah. Wow. But the track we're gonna hear now is is like she's she yeah she's 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 doing new stuff with this music so it's not okay. played in a traditional way but you get a kind of a, mm -hmm. an impression of how the music sounds I think.
That was really cool. <laughs> it was like uh, very sparse and lonely or something like very. Yeah. I can see someone uh, performing this in the middle of the Norwegian mountains. <laughs> in the mountains, yeah, in the Sing. forest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, the the melodic and harmonic mm -hmm. is very typical. And the title, um, "Give me of Nordne Dine" or something. Give me of Nordne Dine. Yeah. What does it mean? Oh, it's hard to translate, but it's a uh, but it's a religious text. A lot of the folk music is religious and uh, or spiritual and reli religious, and uh, this is also that. And it's about wanting to go to heaven in a way okay. yeah, and be spared from hell. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now that we're talking a little bit about the history and folky things, and this is not like. I feel like this is going to be a quiz or an exam question, but um, can you give me like a speed update on the history of your country? Because I don't know much about Norway and I don't know much about Slovakia either. Well, Norwegians, <laughs> we... Uh, Special kind of people. We were Vikings. You were Vikings? Once, together with the Danes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Conquering. <laughs> so Swedish, why not? Oh, maybe they were, but we have more coastline, so... And oh, yeah. Scottish? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, but but Norway has actually been uh, uh, has been a very poor and, and s small country that has been under both Sweden and Denmark for a long time. So our language was in a way Danish at one point, and we had a lot of there was a lot of stuff going on. We tried to break out from the there were like we were under both Sweden and Denmark at mm -hmm. one point. Tried to break out, and then we were under Sweden, and we had a Danish king, and the blah blah blah, and there was. <laughs> And then suddenly we broke out and got our constitution. Finally independent. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and our independence. But we've been like a farming country for a long time until the oil, of course, came. Uh -huh. And uh, everything was turned upside down and... Uh, money and there was came. money came and <laughs> also a lot of bad stuff with it. And now it's suddenly like a small, very rich country. And now a lot of us are trying to make our make us stop doing the oil thing because <laughs> yeah, it's not very responsible for no. the earth uh, and stuff no <laughs> you do know that Greta Thunberg lives next door so. yes <laughs> and I don't know if this is a myth or not but do you also have like a big weapon industry happening yeah we also have a, a weapons uh, industry going on which has been like a, a theme in the jazz scene actually because there's a huge jazz festival that is sponsored by the weapon factory Ooh, in their in their city from their city so there's been a long a lot of conflict there like musicians are like i well, how can we play on a festival that is sponsored by weapon money or blood money or like dirty money yeah. yeah so that's also a huge industry i don't know if it's like compared to other countries how big it is but there's a lot of stuff going on there that that's not nice and some parts for weapons are they, they have very very high technology and some of the parts in the uh, that's made from these factories are used in in wars that norway don't support and mm -hmm. that's very strange i think and yeah it's, very, it's a little bit contradictive yeah very contradictive mm -hmm. and of course they profit on war and that's not a nice thing i think that's no. a f terrible thing so every time there's a conflict going on these uh, companies make a lot of money Would you do it? Would you, like, say this jazz festival asked you and your project to play on this uh, festival that sponsors weapon stuff, would you play it? We uh, played, last, uh, not last year, but 2019, but we were part of a lot of artists who played and s were stating from stage that we're against this. Okay. As a way of giving it focus. And uh, some of our friends has been starting this, like, uh, label and, and uh, like 
cultural thing where they've been putting focus on this and demanding that they should leave this sponsor. And now it's actually happening. Oh, yes. So uh, the festival is, uh, I don't know if it's official yet, but Hmm. it's going to happen. There's some change going on and we're very happy about that. Small Mm. steps. Cisa, would you play in a festival sponsored by weapons? weapon industry no I'm not sure I mean uh, does the thing that it's not going to be the sponsor of the festival does that mean that the industry is going to be weak, weaker no I think they just stopped the separate culture which yeah. is kind of sad in a way <laughs> in, in a way yeah but because it's, it's just going to go on and it's going to be more rich because less money is going to go on the side stuff I guess know? they're going to find a new sponsor but but I think it's ju- it's, a, it's a moral thing and it's more. It's, I think it's more important to say that we don't want this, no. and to make that change, and then just ignoring it. I don't know. Basically, I, I don't play for politicians. That's my like very strong rule. So you do have a rule. Yeah. Coming from uh, something. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I I also broke this once actually because I performed on this concert when the president of Slovakia mm. won. It's a woman, you know. It's like uh. what. In Slovakia, we have a, a liberal woman, you know, as a president. Was that the first time? Yes. But, um, yeah, and I was happy about it. So when when she was visiting Prague, one friend of mine made a, like, a festival or something where mm-hmm. everybody performed just for 15 minutes for her and a lot of Slovak people came around and checked as well. Just It was, it was kind of nice. Okay. And she was there, so I performed for a politician. Okay. But it's but not like a political But, but it was meant for her, like, yeah. this ah, event, okay. so... But I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, what is so fucked, basically, you know? Like, if, you, if you're if going to search, like, who's sponsoring what festival, basically cannot play on any. Yeah. It's a huge dilemma. Like, even in, in like, in Norway, it's the, a huge dilemma because you can be against oil and you can think that, that Norway should stop mining oil because mm-hmm. uh, it's bad for the climate but all the or not all the money but a lot of the money that sponsors culture is from oil and the reason why the, it's a rich country so we're kind of part of it as well so yeah. it's it's very it's it's yeah, but, super yeah. hard to to yeah but i don't think like all these uh, industries and stuff should be like wiped out from people's eyes like this is a culture so now we're going to be all like nice and liberal and we're not going to take money from this industry I mean, there's a moral thing that I respect a lot, yeah. and actually, uh, in some way, I agree. But in another way, this super liberal thing that is happening to the world is just that people don't want to see some stuff, but they are still happening. So they just don't want to see the yeah, they turn mark the of away. it, and mm. you don't want this festival to be sponsored by it. But it's not going to weaken the industry. It's just like it's going to happen, but everybody living in a bubble and being happy because you don't have it on your eyes. So I actually, I don't know, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I kind of like what you said about this festival, that you performed there and the people who were performing there were kind of pointing out on the fact that it's sponsored by it. But I don't think like mm. sponsorship of the festival is the problem. I think just the weapon industry selling to the weapons to the wars that Norway itself doesn't <laughs> support. That's the problem. So I would point probably on that. Yeah. Danish and confused. I have two more and I'm not sure what to decide, but let's say I play something current. So it's a Czechoslovak band. It's based in Prague, but there's a lot of Slovak people there. And cello player and the singer is uh, Polish. So it's international band. It's called Vertigo. (laughs) 
je nutné Nutné poznat vás i seba Ty výsmechy, ty jedy lží Tu trpkost, která v duše z neba Na místo many naprší Zbytočné je klamat starou lesťou. Váš dnešok bědou žobráka sa vlečie kam si fádnou cestou. Cesta však ďal rovnaká. Hľadať k vašim srdciam dverí Už nič viac do nich neláka V ten Eden nik už neuverí Kde úbohosť čneš obráka Kde svetlých citov nad smitery Sto vzdorov chmúrnych uláka So that was the uh, Czechoslovak-Polish band called Vertigo. It's uh, really lovely people from a practicing and and uh, this tune is called Jenutne, which means is necessary, and it's the poem by my favorite poet called Ivan Krasko, and they made a the version, musical version of this poem. And I really dig it. What is the poem about? Well, <laughs> it's, it's hard to say again, and it's, but it's, it's kind of short, so I can try to translate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's called Is Necessary, and it says, Is Necessary, Necessary to Know You and Yourself, or Ourselves. Those mockeries and the poisons of the lies and all this bitterness that is uh, that will rain out of the soul from the heaven instead of mana. Which is like this bread. Mm, bread <laughs> <in the heavens. laughs> yeah. Which is like this bread. <laughs> 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 It's useless to lie with the old uh, tricks. You're today embraced by the poorness of a beggar. Is just uh, crawling somewhere with a very vague way. And the way is always the uh, lookalike. It's uh, it's really difficult. Like, I mean, <laughs> I I have this hobby to translate poems, yeah, but I work yeah. on it. You know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. uh, I really try to 
find the good expressions. So this is really like. Mm. But it's like a it's like a sort of uplifting poem. Or like it's kind of inspirational. It's inspirational, but it's super dark as well. It's mm. just it's just like this describing. No, the the last part is really beautiful. It's it's, mm. uh, it's uh, useless to search for the doors to your heart. There's nothing more that uh, drags me there. In the in the Eden, nobody believes anymore. In that Eden, where the poorness of a man makes a beggar and <laughs> okay, that was maybe such a good idea. But basically, it's it's uplifting because it's like coming from the bottom somehow. I have one last question. Where would you say that home is for you? I've, if I feel um, like I always have uh, two homes or in, in a way it's like um, I remember when I went to Norway for Christmas now I was talking about going home and I was going to Copenhagen where I live because oh. I always have a feeling of that where I'm currently living and exploring my life is where I'm if okay. is my home but also I always feel a part of where I grew up and where my family yeah. is so that's also a home the first home you have the had. first home yeah so I think uh, home for me is uh, a broad term and I think I have uh, as for now I have three <laughs> homes and that's uh where I grew up and Oslo where I lived and have most of my friends and Copenhagen where I live now and have a lot of, a lot of beautiful stuff going on. That's home for me. Yeah, and it's nice that you um, related to, to people. Yeah, I guess that's the most important. What about you, Cisa? I don't really feel like I have a home, generally. So, yeah, usually I feel kind of like, I feel kind of like nice and comfortable, always also depending on people. Mm-hmm. but. I don't think it makes home. I think I I will have home when I have children, probably. So that's the point when I need to create some home. But until now, I didn't really have the need, I guess. Do you think it's necessary to have a home? I don't know, but definitely it's a really nice feeling to have a home. Do you feel like you can get it in people, like family or, or friends that you would call home whenever you're with them? Yeah, but we constantly meet different places so yeah <laughs> and i yeah. think home yeah home is where your heart is danish and confused yeah i, I want to play you some more norwegian music this is uh, a saxophone player his name is espen reinertsen and he's been um, playing a lot of saxophone of course a lot of experimental music for a lot of years but then suddenly he started making these pop-ish albums which I really love and they're so nice and weird and the lyrics are very sweet and naive and a lot about nature and life but very very childish in a way and naive I think this song is called Tvilepause by Espen Reynolds
we have reached the end of this episode. Very sad because I would want to talk more about more interesting stuff with interesting people being <laughs> you. Yeah, I realize I haven't even said your, your full name, so uh, <laughs> in front of me is Iba Mirsed Asheim. Yeah, perfect. Yay. And on my left was Simona or Sisa Feherova. Um Thank you for being here and for talking to me. Thank you for and having us. Yeah, thanks a lot. Danish and confused. Thank you.